I want to talk about small talk. Have you just cringed? A lot of us really struggle with small talk. Not necessarily because we can't do it, but because, ugh, why would we want to do it? Small talk is one of those things that has been written about around TCKs for a while. We have had research and writings talking about how in many ways, third culture kids, we invert the standard progression of relationships. So where other people, our national country peers, um, would start off with lighter topics, um, more, ah, this is an interesting one, more what's your name, where are you from kind of topics. Um, for them, that is lighter, right? Because where are you from? It's just a location in the country where we can go, oh yeah, I've got a great aunt who lives there, or um, gosh, that's wonderful scenery around there. You must, you must have really enjoyed all the bike rides or or in my case, completely forget it because my sense of geography is actually incredibly confused. Um, but they feel like safe topics. In Britain, we talk about the weather a lot. That is a safe topic. We, we start off normally. Oh, that's a, that's a tricky word. Okay. The majority approach. How about that? We start off talking about things that do not betray individual preferences that could offend or alienate. We talk small. We keep ourselves a little bit small, perhaps. Or just more, oh, I'm really dancing around this word, superficial, on the surface. We might talk about where our kids go to school or what we're growing in the garden or the latest recipe that we tried. We chit chat. And then over time, you are watching and observing people's reactions and responses to your chit chat and noticing how much of themselves they're sharing and kind of matching that as you go. So somebody, you mentioned what school your kid goes to and somebody kind of sees you and raises you an intimacy comment, basically, you know, and they say, oh yes, we considered that school, but, but our child had, had a bit of bullying and we weren't quite sure about how they'd handle it. So we actually went with this school instead. And there, they've shared something a bit more personal. And so we feel trusted, we feel invited into that inner world and we might share something of ourselves, of our own experience of bullying or our own difficult encounters or decisions around schools. And now we've gone a little deeper, but that could take a while. There's a lot of watching, a lot of waiting, a lot of reviewing. Perhaps we take a step forward. Perhaps we reveal our own um, concerns about something, about our politics or 
um, perhaps even our, our hatred of a certain genre of television. And, and we find that's actually the favourite kind of thing um, they like to watch. So we retreat, toe-dipped into a slightly deeper level, and we've backed out again because that isn't something we're going to bond over. Okay. It can be excruciatingly slow for a TCK to engage in this. Again and again, I hear people wanting to get deeper, wanting to connect faster. I don't care what model of kitchen you're getting installed at the weekend. I want to know about your life, about your hopes, your dreams, your passions. Really get into that big stuff with me. Talk to me on big level, deeper issues, please. And we might really struggle if there's no particular agenda to the conversation. We just seem to be loping along, bumping into this topic and scraping up against that topic. But we're not really talking about anything. Does any of this sound familiar? As TCKs, we operate on a much shorter timeline very often than other people. We learnt at an early age that we simply don't have the time to sit and watch somebody and how they interact with us for a year before we decide to share anything intimate with them. They'll be gone in a year, so get cracking. There was something that I read in a book by Mary, oh, and I apologise if I mispronounce her name, Wertsch, um, who wrote a book on military brats. I think it's called Inside the Fortress. And this, this book, I think, was written in the 80s, towards the end of the 80s, and it's really, I found it very, very interesting. Lots of in-depth interviews, lots of really perceptive observations. One of the things she talks about is a kind of intimacy transaction that she observed happening where as third culture kids, we didn't have the time for the, and she's talking about military kids, of course, especially, we didn't have time for the toe dipping into more controversial issues and, and vulnerabilities. So we developed um, a kind of vulnerability transaction where we would share something. We'd arrive somewhere new and we'd strike up a connection with somebody and to invite that connection to deepen, to secure that friendship essentially, we might offer something apparently quite vulnerable that would invite our listener to mirror. I mean, this is how humans interact. We often mirror the people around us. And especially if we feel like we've been trusted. There's almost a sort of social obligation to match that and show that we trust the other. So we might offer something about our parents fighting at home 
or we might offer that we failed a test. But something that I think goes alongside this that is worth just observing and maybe asking of yourselves if this is if this is true for you. I know it has been very true for me. Um, is that we have a kind of two two layers of vulnerability as TCKs. We have apparent vulnerability and genuine boot shaking liver quibbling like oh jelly feeling vulnerability and the apparent vulnerability can lead us to share information about ourselves that other people might hold a bit closer to their heart but we've kind of decided is fine to share and is part of our public story and can be very useful to help other people feel like they know us. This is making it sound very strategic and I think a lot of this is very subconscious. But I've noticed that it can be very easy for us as TCKs to end up with a lot of friends who feel like they're closer to us than we perhaps feel to them. You ever been in that position where people feel like they could share anything with you and when you reflect if you could do the same back it doesn't quite feel the same we can be very good at, at making these connections and good at doing the deep stuff that can skip over a lot of this unbearable small talk at the beginning of relationships. We kind of start deep. But this works best if you keep moving on. It can start to feel a bit uncomfortable having people know deeper stuff about you and then get to know you over a longer period as well. You kind of have to live with the consequence of them holding that knowledge of you in a way that when we're constantly mobile, we don't really have to deal with. Which is why I think a lot of our relationship discomfort can show up later in life. We learn strategies early on to manage the mobility, to manage those transitional relationships but when we get older perhaps when we've decided to stay put for a while or perhaps we don't feel we have a choice but to stay put for a while can we maintain that apparent depth of connection for a longer time with comfort I think this is where small talk gets a bad rap I think there is a definite social function of small talk that we as TCKs massively underrate. Small talk is what means that not every get together with friends is like a group therapy session. Therapy is great. I love it. I do it for a living. It's brilliant. But do I... Do I have the stamina for every meetup with my friends to feel like that? Or do I sometimes just want to hang out and have some fun? 
That can be a really complicated question for us. But sometimes small talk is what can keep a relationship going. It's what can maintain it over the longer periods. And it's what can avoid, if we can, if we can sustain small talk, if we can learn to enjoy it, to share some banality as well as the de deep stuff in our relationships. That's what can prevent us or protect us from seeming to end up in just a never-ending drama loop, for want of a better phrase. We can end up associating small talk with lack of connection. And I think that is a very scary thing for us. I notice in my own relationships that I can get twitchy if we've not had a deep and meaningful conversation for a while. And by a while, I mean in the last two days. I start to worry that we don't have much in common anymore. I've noticed in my friendships that while I really appreciate the deep and meaningful, if I haven't got the energy to sustain that conversation, I might actually avoid that friend. And just disconnect a little bit. Could small talk be a really important other side of the coin of relationship for us? And is it worth making friends with it? You're probably already good at it. We can pick up skills. But can you appreciate and enjoy it? There's a challenge. I remember when I was 16 and I came back to, came back, came to this country, to my passport country. And we were about a year into our stay. Now, our visits back to England were about a year long at a time. So I think up until this point, my brain was still in a, this is temporary place. But a year was coming to an end and it was starting to dawn on me that we weren't actually leaving again. I had known this rationally, but my internal clock was catching up and the grief had begun. And the feeling trapped had begun and the oh my goodness, I'm still here had begun. And I went to school as I did. I was in the last two years of high school. Um... So I guess in the in towards the end of that first of those two years and my English teacher, who I really liked, came in and it was it was summer and for us an unseasonably hot one. And she was sharing, bemoaning the state of her fig tree in her garden, that it was going to dry up in the drought and it was like the red mist descended and I'm so glad that I didn't 
let rip on the outside about my rage, but internally I was livid. I had just come from a country that experienced doubt regularly, drought, sorry, regularly. And a fig tree in a drought would kind of be the least of your worries. Especially a sort of ornamental one in your garden. And I was just so angry with her for caring about this fig tree when there were so many bigger things to care about. When there were deeper things to care about. And the force of my rage shook me. And in that moment, I thought to myself, I'm going to have to do more than just learn to live with these people. I'm going to have to learn to care about what they care about. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to do this. And that was a real revelation for me. That it wasn't going to be enough to fake it, to pass belonging, to look like another English kid which I was just about managing to do towards the end of that year. Fashion was never my strong point. But I was I was managing to fit in. But, but there was a next level to this. The, the small stuff that they cared about, that they talked about, it wasn't small to them. And unless I was going to be willing to sustain a sense that they were all stupid and I was the only one who really understood the world which granted was a lot of who I was at 16 but I they couldn't all be just wrong this small stuff thing was a thing it mattered it mattered to their relationships and if I wanted in on relationships it was going to need to matter to me And I'm slowly learning to enjoy sharing the small stuff and seeing how that contributes to a shared experience of each other in an interaction that creates connection, not in the same way as shared agonies and angst and debates and big thinking conversations, but in a shared experience of one another. That small stuff is keeping me connected on a day-to-day level with people that matter to me. The other thing about small talk is that we're not in control in the same way of the conversation. It strikes me that when we're keen to direct the conversation to deeper, more mattering stuff, that we're often the ones in control in those conversations. We're setting the agenda. We've already got our scripts kind of set. We can present a version of ourselves that is a version that matters, that is important that has things to say. Perhaps for a lot of us as TCKs, 
those deeper things are the safer areas for us to stay in. Because if someone just says, so what have you been doing this weekend? We've got to share the, what, the, the less mattering parts of our lives and hope they still like us. The little things we did to just enjoy ourselves that weekend. Wouldn't it be easier to talk about our latest volunteering project? Or our current social justice frustration or the state of politics in a country that matters to us? Would it be easier in some way? Does it distract people from the, the us? The little us? The everyday us? The less fixed parts of our identities? I wonder if we're just scared of small talk. Because we don't know how long it's going to keep us from feeling like we belong with people. Because we don't know how to present our identities within the confines of it. Something to think about. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this and your experiences of this, your disagreements with my, my thinking about this. Do get in touch. Love hearing from you. Thank you. Bye.